welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tim and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. And welcome back, NASCAR fans. Welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee and she is Tam. Hey, 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 hey. And that's her. That is Tam right on cue. <laughs> Not on key, but on cue. Right. That is correct. There you go. How you doing? How was your weekend? My weekend was most excellent. How was yours? Fantastic. You know, I basically watched so much more Olympics than I really wanted to watch that I, I got tired of watching the Olympics, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't mind watching the, the Olympics. It was just that I think I picked the wrong time to watch the Olympics. It was like women's basketball, men's basketball. It was uh, just things that I, I really didn't care for. And I'm not trying to say women's basketball is boring no more than the men's basketball is boring. But I didn't really care to watch either men's or women's. It was so just, why was you watching it? Because it was the only thing on. There was more <laughs> on TV than the Olympics. Well, that's true. I didn't true. see any of the Olympics, which really? is really sad. I miss the guy from Jamaica. Uh, oh, I'm seeing Bolt. Bolt. Now, I did see the video of him twerking in the club. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> that was uh, pretty interesting. Because <laughs> that wasn't his girlfriend. I wonder how his girlfriend thought about that, but... Right before we started to record this episode, there was also a news article out of him and some Brazilian girl in the bed. She snapped a photo, kind of chinky. Oh, she did it like on the down low? No, you know? he was right there. Their eyes were a little glassy, just with it like that. Ah, okay. I'm following you now. There yeah. you go. All right. Okay. He, wo- he woke up the next day like, oh, damn, I took that photo. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, well, as you all know, it was Bristol weekend, baby. That's how it works. And uh, now this race was supposed to go down Saturday night, as we all know. Now, that didn't happen because of the rain delay. So they moved it to the following day. It actually turned out to be rather nice to have a race on Sunday, I thought. Now, I really wanted to see it, though, on Saturday. I really did. I was hyped up. I was ready to go. Negative. I like Sunday racing. I don't mind racing under the light, but I prefer that we race on Sunday. Because right. when we race on Saturday, it messes up my TV schedule for Sunday. Aha, uh-huh, now I'm following you. Yeah. Now I mean, I'm just sense. programmed NASCAR on Sundays. That's it. It's like football right. on Sundays. We've had this conversation. I don't like football on Thursdays. Right. I remember as you much said that. as I love football, football on Thursday, football on Sunday, then again on Monday, it dilutes the product. Let's just keep it to Sunday and Monday night special football games. And that's kind of how I feel about NASCAR. Let's just keep it on Sundays. Either you can race in the day or you can race under the lights at night. There you go. But on a Sunday. And you heard it straight from Tam's mouth. There you go. See there. But now, however, we could not help this because it was uh, Mother Nature is the one who decided that we should have this on a Sunday, which is okay and fine by me. Because Mother Nature is always right. Mother Nature came in. She uh, brought in the rain, so we had to uh, have it on Sunday, which there was rain again, and it started a little bit later than it was supposed to, and it actually ended up being a night race. Nevertheless, we had a winner, and none of the guys that I picked came in to win. Smoke wasn't even close to winning that race. (laughs) I felt so bad because each week I tease you about picking Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick won the week that you didn't pick him. 
Well, I mean, you was way off base. I, I was way off base, but if you looked at my Twitter feed, you'll realize that I didn't pick Kevin Harvick on purpose because I knew he was going to win that race. Okay. But I figured if I don't pick him, yeah, he'll win. And that's exactly what happened. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Well, hey, I'll be the first one to tell you. I didn't <laughs> go with Kevin, and I was way off. I mean, I went with Kyle Busch and Matt Kenseth. How did that turn out? Exactly. Well, we all know how that turned out, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. I want to congratulate the number four car, Kevin Harvick, and his team for winning Bristol Motor. Speedway. I thought it was a really good race. I didn't think that he was going to win that race, I'm going to be honest with you. But as things unfolded, I kind of saw this happening. And once Kyle Busch went out, I had a feeling I was like, this is Kevin Harvick's race to win. I, I, mean, I just I just saw it. When you see the race unfold and little by little, and when you watch enough races, you can kind of see when things start to unfold during the race, you kind of get an idea who possibly could win that race. And, I, and that's the way it was with Kevin Harvick for me on, on uh, Sunday. Before Kyle Busch went out, I kind of was sensing something special was going on with Kevin Harvick. Just to recap really quick, our top 10 was Kevin Harvick, Ricky Stenhouse. Yes, Ricky Stenhouse came in second. Denny Hamlin, third. Mm -hmm. Austin Dillon was fourth. Chris Buescher, fifth. Carl Edwards, sixth. Jimmy Johnson, then McMurray and AJ Allmendinger. Mm -hmm. And Logano rounded out the top 10. And I read that because at no time did you really have a sense or feel that any of these guys we're going to come in top 10. Logano is always somehow there if he's still on the track. Right. But reading those names, those aren't the familiar names. Now, at one point, I actually tweeted from our At Turns No Breaks Twitter account that we had Jimmy Johnson as well as Casey Kane. We had some Hendrick drivers in the top 10 or top 12 because they haven't been running well lately. Right. But again, reading that list, that wasn't the feeling in the sense that you got going into this. You thought that you were going to see a Kyle Busch, a Brad Keselowski. Those guys were going to be one, two. Mm -hmm. Now, Kevin is always going to be somewhere somehow up in there. But let's come back to the list. Ricky Stenhouse in second. Yeah, I think that's probably the most Chris surprising. Chris Buescher in fifth? I didn't see that coming. So on a side note, though, did you like the race? Before we dissect the race, what did you think about the race? Did you think it was a good race, bad race, great race? I, I liked the race. I, I personally enjoyed the race. I, I thought it was really good. I was entertained with all the cautions and the wrecks and stuff, making my particular drivers that I picked out didn't sit well with me. But overall, I would say that I was entertained. I thought it was a really good race. And there was something that I, I wanted to point out that we tweeted from Alters No Breaks Twitter account. We are seeing a changing of the guard based on the top five of who finished that race. And it's true. We are seeing a changing of the guard because of three of those young drivers that have placed in the top five. It's something that I think NASCAR fans need to start start getting used to see. This is something that's, that needs to happen. This is something that is happening. And I'm enjoying it. I'm loving the fact that these young drivers are finishing top five, top 10 on a consistent basis. Chris Buescher, once again, making a, a run for the chase. Uh, let me kind of co-sign and agree and disagree with what you said. I do think that this is something we should get used to seeing, but I disagree when you say it should happen. And the reason why is because I'm not ready to let go of Tony Stewart. I'm not ready to let go of Kyle Busch. I'm not ready to let go of those drivers that are 30, 40, 45 years old. It's exciting to see 
Austin Dillon. If you check out our Instagram, and our Instagram account is at Turns No Breaks, we posted a really cool photo of Tony Stewart with Austin Dillon. Mm-hmm. And I just got a sense like, boy, if those two guys were on the team together, obviously we know that Austin is going to race with his grandpa. Uh-huh. But think about the possibilities of Austin Dillon being on a team with Tony Stewart. Think about the possibility of Austin Dillon racing for Stuart Haas Racing because those guys almost have similar personalities. I mean, I talk about it every week. Right. But going back to top five, it was interesting to see Chris Buescher come in top five. Yeah, I thought it not, was fantastic. Not so much to see Austin come in fourth, but to see Chris Buescher in fifth, that was pretty interesting. We retweeted a poll that Tom Jensen from FoxSports.com posted where he simply asked the question, was Bristol a great, good, or fair, or poor race? And believe it or not, 25% said great. 42% of the people who responded said good. 22% said fair. And great to hear for NASCAR, only 11% said that it was a poor race. Right. And I don't know who the 11% was because unless you actually came out to Bristol and you were upset because you came out on Saturday and you had to fly back home on Sunday, it wasn't a bad race. 11% were probably Kyle Busch fans, Tony Stewart fans, (laughs) anybody who wrecked that day, anybody whose TV went out, anybody who had to work that day. I I think those are the 11% because I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed watching that race. And you know what I even like more? And I don't know how you thought about this. And I also want to hear what you fans think about this is the driver's intro, the songs that they pick. Now, my personal favorite was Cole Witts. I am a huge ACDC fan to begin with. So the Thunderstruck right off the bat, that was my favorite. Oh, Cole yeah. Witt, that's like my guy. Yeah. I've hung out with Cole a couple of times. Oh, how is he? You know, the, the Ginger Lion. Yeah. That's, that's my guy because he's the sweetest guy in the world. He has a sweet girlfriend. His parents are sweet. They're the cutest little family of gingers because his mom is a ginger. He's a ginger. His girlfriend's a yeah. ginger. In fact, his girlfriend looks more like his sister than his girlfriend. Who the, Whose song did you like the most? Of course, I'm going to go with Jeff Gordon. Although they officially did not have him listed as coming out to Jay-Z, he came out to Jay-Z. I thought that was weird. I was like, yeah, they have another Jay-Z. They have another song listed, but he came out to Jay-Z. And not only did he come out to Jay-Z, if you guys go way back to about 10 years ago, Jay-Z did a video which had Dell Jr. and your girl, the oh. only female racer on the track right now, uh, Danica, Danica Patrick. Patrick, in the video. So I thought that it was fantastic. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, he's in the number 88. He's coming out to Jay-Z with, you know, the video yeah, that yeah, Dell yeah. Jr. was in. But surprisingly, they have another song listed. Other than the one that he actually came yeah, out. Yeah, but I heard Jay-Z. Yeah, well, it was Jay-Z. I'll tell you who else kind of blew my mind was uh, Denny Hamlin when he came out to a Fetty Wap song. I just look at Denny Hamlin, and I just Come don't see way. Fetty Wap. Yeah, and I was like, what? Now, Wait, I, is that Fetty Wap Yeah, it is Fetty yeah, Wap. Okay. Yeah. I thought the one that really just kind of was the most disappointing out of the entire race car drivers was Joey Logano. Now... I personally okay, like I country music. I thought you was going to say something about the wig, the no. blonde wig, the Taylor Swift. Well, well even that was kind of 
entertaining and somewhat updated. But now, I don't get me wrong. I love country music, but when you come out to "I'm on the road again," I I, I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> what? Like what? <laughs> I was like, what, what is Joey Logano thinking? It's almost like he, he's on the road again. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, not, not on that kind of a road again. Uh, you know, maybe if he was going on vacation, that'd be one thing. But you're getting ready to race. You're getting ready to go fast. Willie Nelson on the road again just doesn't strike me as I'm ready to race. When I go to the gym, I don't put on country music. You know, I put on some rock and roll. I put up, well, I listen to a lot of EDM music too as well. So I probably listen to a lot of EDM. I'm definitely not putting on no country music, especially Willie hey. Don't insult our listeners who love country music. No, I, that's what I said. I'm from Texas. I love country music. I love Willie Nelson. I love Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. I love all of that stuff. But I just didn't think that the way that he came out with On the Road Again by Willie Nelson was the right song to pick. Does that make any sense? Like, I was just like, hmm. I have no comment. Hmm. Jeff Gordon had me at Jay-Z. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that. There you so go. So getting back into the race itself. Let's talk about the accident, and you already okay. know which one I'm talking about. Are the, we talking about the Kyle Bush one? Of course we're talking about okay. the Kyle Bush one. Yeah, this is the one that took my man out. I'm totally okay with him being pissed off the way he got pissed off. I am totally okay with what he said. Now, with that being said, I think it's justified if you go back and look at that accident, because I just don't understand where or what the 46 was thinking in the way he tried to manage his way through that accident after. And, and actually, it wasn't even that much of an accident. It was Kyle Busch spinning out by himself. Obviously, something broke in his car. He said he could feel that car driving crazy and he felt like something was wrong. It came to a head when he spun out all by himself. And then out of nowhere, here comes the 46, almost a dead head on hit. So I don't know if that was the spotter. I don't know if that was the driver or both, but it seemed like a combination of both. And I have no problem with Kyle Busch being that upset at Justin Allgaier and his squad because I'd have been a little ticked off myself. Now, each accident has chase implications. Yes. And again, I picked Kyle Busch to win. So to see him go out like that, that was kind of like, whoa. I mean, we know he's in the chase because he's already won, what, four races? Mm -hmm. this and he was racing really good that, yeah, that, but, uh, that, that I night. I mean, hey, him getting into that accident and the people who were affected that made way for other people to come in. Giving you guys a rundown of who's in and who's out. Right now, Austin Dillon is in. Chase Elliott is in. Jamie McMurray is in. And Ryan Newman is in. But those guys are only in based on points. Tony Stewart and Chris Bush are also in based on points. Even though both of those guys have a win, let's keep in mind that they both need to be in the top 30 in points in order right. to get in. So that is how things are playing out. Although Cal is in that accident and the other accident that took place kind of affected some of the chase results. What's really interesting is Greg Biffle is still out. It does not look like he's going to get in. Casey Kane is out. And of course, Dale is out. So looking at that, we got three drivers who should be in. Right. And we all know what's going on with Dale Jr. Looking at it for what it is, you got two Hendrick drivers that are out. That's mm -hmm. that's pretty deep. Going back to what we said earlier, this changing of the guard is happening. Right. And it's happening in your face. Oh, yeah. And, and with those three names sitting on the outside looking in, that goes to show you exactly what's happening. And I'll agree with you. Dale Jr. being 
uh, sideline with the concussion is one thing, and that's that's completely understandable. Casey Caden just hasn't been in it from the get go. I don't from know. this year, last year, or the year before. Yeah, and I don't know what's Although going on. I think on he with made Casey the chase two or three years ago. Right, but. exactly. But it, it's been a while since Casey Kane has been relevant. And uh, if I was going to say that out of all of those three that you mentioned, I would say. Greg Biffle would come out of nowhere and find himself in the chase at the end of the year. I don't personally see it, but it's possible because uh, Greg Biffle is a really good driver, and there's no reason why he should not be in the race. He should be in the chase. Hey, I'm speechless. I don't know what's going on with that guy, but hopefully he gets it together. We haven't talked about our Fantastic Four in a couple of weeks, and just so you guys know, this is actually Renee and I's first time in the studio together in a couple of weeks. I was traveling the week prior and then there was no race i don't know yeah, we didn't have I, I know, a race. yeah and then last week i came back in town but we didn't get it in the studio together so this is actually our first time great to see you renee it's good to see you Tam, okay, always, as always so let's talk about our fantastic four and if you guys don't know our fantastic four is ryan blaney austin dillon chase elliott and kyle larson Okay. I almost said Chris Buescher. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because now I on our show notes today, I wrote Fantastic Four plus Chris Buescher. Right. Which is crazy. And you know what? Going back to a, a couple of episodes that we had when Chris Buescher won that race, I remember saying that it's possible that this could be, instead of a, a Fantastic Four, it could be a Fantastic, a fantastic five, five. But I said I didn't like the way that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> we ran off the chase results. Our Fantastic Four, Mm -hmm. two of them are doing good. Right. Well, one of them's doing great. One of them's doing okay. And the other two are fading fast. Austin Dillon, as we mentioned earlier, he's in the chase, and he actually came in fourth at Bristol. Right. Chase Elliott came in 15th place, and he's in the chase, but he's hanging on by an arm and a leg. Kyle Larson and Blaney, they just gone. I mean, yeah. Kyle came in 24th and Blaney 35th. Oh, and they're out the chase. And I honestly, I don't see them getting into the chase. This kind of affects our rookie of the year situation because although Kyle is not a rookie, Blaney is. Right. But we have Chris Busher who's won a race. Now, we talked about this before we started the show. I feel like the powers to be want Chase Elliott to win Rookie of the Year. But can he actually win Rookie of the Year if he doesn't win a race and Chris Buescher has already won the race? They're both in a chase, but do you give Rookie of the Year to somebody who hasn't won a race when the other rookie has? Boy, that is a really, really good question. And I don't know what NASCAR's thinking is, but I would almost guess that you would have to be forced to give it to Chris Buescher because he has won a race. I think it's fair, and maybe some people don't want to hear that, and maybe some people don't want to see that. I personally would love to see Chase Elliott win it, but I think when Chris Buescher puts himself in a position that you have no choice but to at least acknowledge that, Boy, that that is a tough question. I'm I'm glad I'm not on that that panel to make that decision, but I think you would have to give it to him. Okay, so a question that we haven't talked about or that has not come up in a couple of episodes, Renee, do you still believe that Carl Larson? Well, no, actually, you don't believe Carl Larson will win a race this year. Yeah. So. Are we still in agreement that Chase will win a race before Kyle? I'm still in agreement that Chase will win a, a race before Kyle Larson. Yeah, but you do not believe Kyle will win a race this year. No, I do not. Okay, so there you have it. Renee is not standing with Kyle Larson. (laughs) 
So let's talk about Dell Jr. really quick. We mentioned his name earlier. He has been given updates on Instagram, Twitter. His updates are pretty interesting on what's going on with his concussion. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been trying to watch on his Twitter account uh, some of the updates that he gives. And I would not be surprised if he doesn't come back for the rest of the year. I don't know if maybe it's something that's in the back of his head, and no pun intended, the way, uh, obviously, the situation that happened with his father. Lord forbid that anything happens, he gets into a wreck. I don't know if maybe something like that sits in the back of his head and he's concerned. Uh, maybe somebody has brought it up to him, but it would not surprise me if he does not come back and drive for the rest of the year because of the, uh, maybe because of that. I, I think that's a good possibility. Yeah, I don't think And it would make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I honestly don't think he is thinking about Senior, but I really think that there's something serious going on. Like, this guy is giving updates, and the doctor has him. First of all, he's wearing glasses now, Yeah, which is interesting. And as someone who wears glasses, I can tell you with age, my eyes started to get bad. My prescription is not that thick, but I can't see a lot without my glasses. Like, I'm farsighted, so I can't see close up. I can drive without my glasses. Of course, there are contacts, but I couldn't imagine being behind the wheel in a dry car yeah. A hot, dry car with contacts. Renee, you wear glasses as well. I don't ever recall seeing you with contacts, but I have a 90-day supply of contacts that I've had for one year. And people say, why don't you wear contacts? Because when it's dry in a place like Los Angeles, you constantly have to put drops in your eyes. Mm -hmm. So I do wear them, but honestly, I'm cute with glasses or without glasses, so it doesn't bother well, me. That's a, that's a complete <laughs> side note. But I'll no, go with that too. Getting serious, just imagine being behind the wheel with vision issues and needing to wear glasses. And I'm sure there's probably some NASCAR drivers who wear glasses. But when you are new to wearing glasses like Dale Jr. is, contacts are pretty interesting. I mean, I can tell you it took me a lot to get contacts in my eyes. That's probably why I don't wear them because it's a struggle to get them in and a struggle to get them out. Right. And in Los Angeles, sometimes it can be very dry. So the eye is dry. I couldn't imagine driving behind the wheel for two, three hours in a hot ass car with some contacts. But that's neither here or there. Going back to his regiment, playing basketball for eye hand coordination, there's a lot going on. So I do not expect Dale to get behind the wheel. I mean, he can make a liar out of me, but honestly, I think he should just sit down for the rest of the year. I know yeah. junior fans don't want to hear that, but I would rather him sit out for the rest of the year and come back next year healthy, better than ever, than to risk his health. Yeah. For what? You don't need the money. What? What? You got a girlfriend who's he has a nice looking girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, Go get married. Come back <laughs> next year. We'll <laughs> still be here. No kidding. I think Dale Jr. fans would appreciate that. I don't personally want to see Dale Jr. not racing for the rest of the year. I like I like seeing Dale Jr. in the race. I. I'm one of those guys who uh, just, uh, I'm used to seeing Dale Jr. racing, and I know because he's an athlete, he's a race car driver, you know he wants to get behind that wheel and he wants to race again. We, we all know yeah, that. Yeah, he will still be most popular driver next year if he doesn't finish this year. Now, being the most popular driver, how about the most, maybe not unpopular driver, but, but most disliked, disliked driver? driver okay, okay, okay. I know where you're going with this. So, Renee is referring to a poll that is posted right now on our Twitter account 
that simply asks, who is the most disliked driver? And we gave three options. We gave you the option of picking Joey Logano, Cal Bush, or Brad Keselowski. This poll came about because there was so much talk about Kyle Bush talking SHIT because Kyle has talked a lot of crap this weekend. I mean, it started with the Xfinity race when him and Brad got into it and he called Brad a dirty driver and Brad was like, no, he's a dirty driver. Then it continued when he went completely ape back crap on, what's his name, <laughs> Spotter. And then, uh, Justin Allgaier. Yeah, yeah. But, but even before that, it started when Kyle hit the stage during driver's intro saying, welcome to the Kyle Bush show and drops the mic on the ground. Yeah, Kyle talked a lot of crap over the last 48 hours. I mean, I've never, I've seen mic drops, but I've never seen a mic drop in NASCAR. So that was the first. And I thought it was hilarious. Well, I think when President (laughs) Obama did it, he got everybody thinking that it's okay. But with that being said, so we posted the poll on Twitter and we also posted the question on our Instagram. And yes, of course, Kyle Bush is leading with 57% of the vote as being the most disliked out of the three. Is Kyle really leading that? Of course he is. Now, what's interesting is that Brad Keselowski only has 14%. Now, see, that that blows my mind because Because, you would think that that number would be way high. You think, I would think that Kyle and Brad would be uh, like almost close. Well, Joey has 29% of the vote and that doesn't surprise me. What's really interesting, and I guess I should post these to our website. Now, if you guys haven't, Make sure to check out our website, allturnsnobreaks.com. That's allturnsnobreaks.com. We don't post every single day, but what we post is worth your time and worth reading. I am going to post some videos of Joy Logano. I spent a good 30 minutes over the weekend just watching YouTube videos of Joy into it with everybody. Yeah. I mean, that guy has had some confrontations in his career. He's got his share. I mean, from Tony That, that boy ain't innocent by no means. It actually started with me watching the Tony Stewart helmet throw when he threw his helmet at Matt Kenseth. And, yeah. you know, YouTube recommends other videos for you. And next thing I know, I was like, oh, wait, I'm watching all these videos of Joey Logano. But nonetheless, it was pretty interesting to see Joey. Joey is just like the kid in school yeah. that is getting bullied. And he wants to fight back, but he knows he's going to get the crap beat out of him. So he kind of acts like he wants to fight back, but he really wants no part of anybody who's bringing it to him. (laughs) So let's move on to what's going on in NASCAR. Speeding penalties. Okay, if you guys watch the race in Bristol, you know that Denny Hamlin picked up his eighth speeding penalty for this year. That's a lot. So, of course, we had to pose the question because we, you know, again, this is a show for fans by fans. We're fans. So we ask questions that as fans we want to know, but we also kind of read through the Twitter timelines on people who are using the hashtag NASCAR. We also read NASCAR Reddit board and we read the comments on various articles, whether it's on NASCAR.com or Fox.com to kind of see what you guys are talking about. So when Denny Hamlin got his a speeding penalty, we posed the question, should we even have speeding penalties in NASCAR? And that is a speeding penalty on pit road. Believe it or not, 90% of you guys said, hell yeah, we should have speeding limits. Yeah, it was was an overwhelming yes. 
And the one person, the 10% was actually me <laughs> who voted <laughs> no. Because for the life of me, I'm just not with speeding penalties. But somebody pointed out something that happened with Dale Jarrett yep. and an incident that he had on pit road, which we posted on Twitter. So we're not going to bore you with all the details. Just go to our Twitter account and check it out. Again, the Twitter account is at turns, no break. Last thing we wanted to talk about before we move on to our fan comment of the week, as well as our predictions for Michigan is team Hendricks. What? is going on with Hendrick Motorsports, Renee? Well, I don't know what the problem is, but it seems to me that when the owner, Rick Hendricks, has gone publicly and has said, look, I don't know what's going on with this team. I don't know what's going on with my team. It's our team. And with that being said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this team on the right track again. They have two wins the entire year this year. Only two wins. That is unheard of. When you only have two wins with a guy named Jimmy Johnson on your team, with a guy named Dale Earnhardt Jr. on your team, you know, like Casey Kane is on the team, correct? Is it safe to say Casey Kane is a waste of space? Yes. I'm I'm that was a little harsh. That was a little harsh, but I'm gonna agree with you. Now I'm not trying no disrespect to Casey Kane. That is a he is a wonderful driver. He is a great driver. Uh, and I think if you look back he at his... He was a he great was, driver. And he can be another driver. He can be another great driver again. I don't know what's going on with his particular team, but the entire Rick Hendricks team is... It's crazy. Granted, you get Chase Elliott that comes in and takes over for Jeff Gordon, and he is in the chase. Jimmy Johnson is in the chase, but they're in the chase more based on points than they are with wins. Well, Jimmy won a race. Right, that's what I'm saying. If you look at that entire team, they should have way more wins than that. They should have quadruple more wins than what they have. Changing of the guard. It's all about the Toyotas over at Joe Gibbs, and it's about those Penske guys. Hey, look, Joe Gibbs and Penske are the hottest teams uh, in NASCAR right now. That's a given. But as we talked about, Rick Hendrick, is trying to do whatever he can personally by trying to help his team turn this around. Getting involved, more involved with uh, the the drivers, more involved with the uh, mechanics in the you know in the shop. And just his presence being there, not to intimidate the teams, but just to show his support. Is there anything that I can do, fellas, that could help you get better? And I personally like that. You, you know, it's one thing if, if a team owner is just going to go in there and just start pointing fingers, but that's not what he's doing. And he made that he made that known right off the bat. He's like, look, I'm not here to point fingers. That's easy to do. I'm just here to see what I can do to help my team move forward, to help my team get back on track. I, I personally like that. I like that in an owner. When is... Casey Kane's contract up. I believe it's up at the end of this year. Okay. I think that's probably the question and the answer. Right. And and I've said this many of times before. And the solution. Right. And I've said this many a times before, but you know what? Sometimes maybe a guy just needs a different address. Maybe he just needs to move and go to a different different address and and start all over again. Carl Edwards. Perfect example. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so let's go on to our fan comment of the week. This week, there was an article on Fox Sports regarding the NASCAR Sprint Cup race at Bristol being suspended until Sunday. The article went on to talk about the race being suspended and where you can catch the race at the following day, blah, blah, blah. The comments that I want to read are really interesting because this was 
a big topic on Sunday. One commenter wrote, and this commenter name was Lily G. She wrote, great, put it on a channel I don't have. You have NBC, NBC, SN, USA, and you have to show the Olympics on every damn channel. Nobody watches CNBC but liberal morons. Now, before you make your comment to that comment, let me read another comment. <laughs> this comment came from D. Simply D, as in D as in dog. NBC does such a lousy job of broadcasting all the races. And together, their lousy coverage, along with the way NASCAR, in parentheses, Bill France, is trying to change this to a version of WWE, in parentheses, the smoky introductions, along with let's get ready to race, in parentheses. And I want to tune in the exact moment the race stars and tune out the very moment it's over hopefully you guys understood that because i was trying to read what was in the parentheses so basically the commenter was saying that nbc does a lousy job of doing the broadcast and that he felt bill france was trying to make nascar too much like wwe with the let's get ready to race and that they wanted to tune off the moment nascar was over right What's really interesting and why I chose those two comments as our fan comments of the week this week is because on Sunday, there was so many people searching for the race. Renee, you even texted me and said, hey, Tam, what channel is the race on? I couldn't find it. This makes no sense to me. First of all, you had a jam-packed, I mean, Bristol was jam-packed on Saturday. Fans came out. It was really nice to see considering that attendance has been really bad over the last couple of mm -hmm. weeks. Sunday, it was understandable. We had rain delays, so, you know, people had to go to work. Nobody could come back on Sunday. But not to be able to find the race on TV. I just didn't understand that. And as somebody who really I rearranged my schedules on race days so I'm there to watch the race, to be on Twitter, to be on Instagram, to keep you guys up to date with what is going on. I found it interesting because I could barely find where the race was. Yeah, I, I was getting frustrated because I couldn't find it. I was going channel to channel to channel. And it was so frustrating when I kept asking you. And I know if I was getting frustrated asking you, I know you were getting tired of me. Asking. I mean, I was getting tired me, and you, I was you there. You sent me a link. You even sent me a link. You're like, here's the link. I was like, yeah, oh my God. Uh, Jay Morris TV, I think that's his at username on Twitter. He provided a link for how to find the channel. Oh, okay. I just Googled it. I said, okay, I have DirecTV, DirecTV, CNBC, found it. But I actually saw many people on Twitter trying to find the race, so I was just retweeting the link, sending them a message like, hey, you can find it here. That's not my job. That's NASCAR's job. Like, I felt NASCAR could have done a better job in informing people where the race was. Better yet, I don't even know why was it on CNBC. Like, what channel is that? I thought that was a political channel. Yeah, I, and, I, and every time I kept trying to find it, it was like I almost didn't have it. And I was like, does this channel even exist? Either way it goes, I ended up finding it, and I uh, was able to watch the most part of the latter, the latter part of the race. It's just frustrating as a NASCAR fan to have to sit there and figure out what channel this race is on. Yeah, and you this know? is why NASCAR 
is declining because of things like that. Something as simple as not being able to find the race, you have your fans frustrated. Right. I mean, at least I know I was. As far as that other comment goes, I don't know if there's any correlation between uh, wrestling fans and NASCAR fans. If NASCAR fans are wrestling fans and wrestling fans are NASCAR fans, I don't know the, the stats on that. I don't know the numbers. But it, unless there's a correlation between wrestling and NASCAR fans, then I understand why maybe NASCAR or that particular commenter feels like NASCAR is trying to be WWE. But yeah, I think the commenter was confused because yeah. I think what the commenter was referring to was the fact that Michael Buffer did the intros. And if you guys don't know, Michael Buffer is the guy who says, let's get ready to rumble. Right Right, right before the boxing match. Yeah, boxing, not WWE. Now, his brother actually does UFC fights, and he has a trademark thing as well. And if you guys don't know, let's get ready to rumble is trademark, so hopefully we're not getting in trouble for saying that. I don't know. But, yeah, so... I thought it was pretty cool. If you guys missed it, head over to our Instagram account because we did post video of Michael Buffer saying, let's get ready to rumble. He did not say, let's get ready to race. He said, let's get ready to rumble. Okay, so moving right along to predictions, predictions, predictions. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Renee, who you got? All right, here we go, Michigan time. Now, what I'm going to say is probably not going to be surprising to anybody, but do not be surprised, do not be surprised if you see Kyle Busch win this race. If you don't see Kyle Busch win this race, your dark horse is going to be Joey Logano. And I would even go so far as to saying that that could even be reversed. I could even see Joey Logano winning this race and Kyle Busch being the dark horse. But I'm going to go with with my regular... My regular prediction, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch winning the race. My dark horse, Joey Logano. That's not your regular prediction. Your regular prediction is Kevin Harvick. Right, that's true. But my my first prediction is Kyle Busch, dark horse, Joey Logano. Okay. As always, I'm going to give you a little bit of history before I give you my prediction. The last five winners at Michigan were, and we have a June race and an August race each year. So the last five winners for the June race were... In 2016, Joey Logano, 2015, Kurt Busch, 2014, Jimmy Johnson, 13, Greg Biffle, and 2012, Junior. For our August race, in 2015, we had Matt Kenseth, 2014, Jeff, as in Jeff Gordon, who we didn't mention he will not be behind the wheel for the number 88 in case Junior does not get back in the car. 2013, Joey Logano, and 2012 was Greg Biffle. Our Xfinity past five winners were 2016, Daniel Suarez, 2015, Kyle Busch, 2014, Paul Menard. And it's interesting because we always hear Paul Menard's name back in the day. We never hear his name now. No. Unless he's in an accident. 2013, Reagan Smith, and 2012, Joey Logano. So, without further ado, my picks are, you know what? I'm going to go with a bush. Okay. But not Kyle. Uh-oh. I think I'm going to go with Kurt. Go, Kurt. I don't know. That was really random. Big Kurt. I'm going with Kurt as my dark horse. Okay. Not my winner. And I'm going to go with sliced bread, Joy Logano. Oh, there you go. Okay. Look at that. I'm going out Look at on that. a limb. 
I'm going out on a limb. <laughs> so I'm going with Joy Logano as my winner and Kurt Busch as my dark horse. So almost the same. And in my heart, same. I'm going to go with Tony Stewart. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you had to go with that. Well, if you want to let us know what you think and who's going to win, let us know on our social media. You can hit me up on my own personal social media on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at It's Renee Garcia. And you can find Tam. You can find me at I Am Sincerely Tam. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in to All Turns No Breaks. We appreciate you tuning into our podcast each and every week. We'll see you again next week. Hope you have a good week and hope your driver wins the race this weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 